The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals are taking control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. For Thursday, the 28th of January, 2016, this is Casually Hardcore, and I am Gnomewise. I am Daxa. And I am Grail. We got our Daxa back. Yay. It's so <laughs> cool. Yeah. How have you been? We've missed you. I've missed you, too. It's been horrible, but now I'm better. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a story, children, for another time. Yes. (laughs) Grail, how's your world? Uh, Pretty good. Uh, The uh, Division beta just started today. Ooh, and it looks fabulous. I got to play some of that. Uh, I pretty much played through most of the beta, so it was... uh, I'm very pleased with my pre-order choice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very pleased with your pre-order choice also. Pretty cool roaming around New York and uh, meeting interesting people and shooting them in the face. So Go to strange and distant lands, befriend new and interesting people, and kill them. Yes. They're zombies. They need to die anyway. That's been... That was like, you know, affirmation of awesomeness. But the most surprising game that I've spent a lot of time with, which I really had a lot of negative towards when it was coming out, was is Star Wars Battlefront. Ah. Like, it is, I mean, if it was anything other than Star Wars, I'd probably be like, eh, it's a pretty mediocre shooter. But, I mean, when you're running around Endor, and there's lasers, and the sound effects are going off, and you got Ewoks walking out of huts at you, and it's... You're like okay, I'm I'm in a Star Wars film right now. This is kind of awesome. No, that 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 is the the strength of the franchise is is strong with that yeah. title. Uh, but I mean, they've had a lot of games that have kind of sucked. So yes, this one yes. and this one, yeah, obviously they could have done a lot more with it. But I will give small amounts of kudos to EA for at least the fact that each month they're releasing free content. Yeah, I saw the DLC list for the first part of 2016. It looked pretty robust. Yeah, they have a good mix between the paid DLC, season pass stuff, but plus each month they're adding maps, uh, adding game modes and such like that as well. So it's it's good. It's been amusing. Now, I don't know if it's going to last past March when The Division actually releases for me because that may then kind of skew the whole game time over there a little bit uh but yeah no other than that um you know rocket league is still eating up a good amount of time (laughs) still has its hooks in you oh my god it's just such an easy sit down and just play for a little bit i know when he's playing rocket league because within two seconds of him sitting down he starts cussing and it doesn't end until (laughs) he logs off this is what happens when the children go off to college. Yeah, well, I guess. Or become, you know, 17 or 18, you pretty much can do that at that point, too. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't matter. In fact, they do it more than you, so. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah. anyway. 
So uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of cool gaming, a lot of cool uh, TV shows as well. I know we're we're going to focus on Jessica Jones today, but I do want to also give a quick shout out for folks, uh, Mr. Robot on USA. Really, that worth one, a watch. I've heard I know, right? so many people recommending that, and it's just a matter of that one is on my list, but it's far down my list of of because I've got shows that I'm already invested in that are coming back that are higher up on the list and are eating up my viewing time. Um, it, so it, it 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 is all that and and the proverbial bag of chips. Well. I mean, says. I, I enjoyed it. The acting's great. The story's great. Now, and I can't, I don't want to talk too much about it because it, it has some twists and turns right. that I could spoil. So I'll just, I'll try to use this code. <laughs> there, I have a movie that I love that's in my top five movies of all time. This is basically that movie's story in a TV show with hacking replacing the main plot point of the movie okay so it's definitely i mean it goes a little bit farther than an homage to the movie it's like we're just gonna copy some stuff (laughs) but it goes farther than the movie as well so it it really i mean so if they had to pick a movie to do that with picking one of my favorites works really well and then doing it with really great acting and a, a well put together story uh yeah it all it all came together. So I, I enjoy it, and I'm excited to see because it's apparently been picked up for the next season. So It, it is, in fact, all about you. Yeah. So they, yeah. they did a good job with that. Um, They're but now, like, ooh, Grill likes that. We're yeah. going to pick that up for another season. But other, and then other than yesterday's episode, we're caught up on Arrow. Yes. Which is good. Uh, yeah, they just, they, just really, re, they just restarted. Yeah. How do you like so. their, their, their dramatic reimagining of Oracle? Yeah, no kidding. That was the first thought I had, too. Yeah. No, it, it is totally clear that's where they're heading with yeah. that character. Yep. So, we'll, so. We'll, 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 we'll revisit that in a week or so when the Gilgan period is up. Sure. Um, so, uh, to my shame, um, I have watched a couple episodes of the Shannara Chronicles. Mm. Oh, you know what? Who said that? Our Danielle. friend... Uh, our friend from uh, Blizzard also. said that mm-hmm. that was really, really good, too. I'm not sure if I would say really, really good. It's certainly a thing. Okay. Well, um, from what I've heard, it's like the acting is not really, really good, but the story is decent. The story <laughs> is solid, which is what yeah. has made me not run screaming. Right. Like from Mortal Instruments. No. Um, but as, and as much as I love Manu... Okay, so Manu uh, Bennett is in right? this thing. Bennett, mm-hmm. but He's they out of jail. They yeah. they they cast him as the Gandalf character. Really? What? He's freaking Alanon. Yeah. He's ginormous. So I'm having a hard intense. time reconciling Manu standing there in all of his glory, right? Doing a, a, a decent job acting. Yeah. He's but good. he's Alanon. He's supposed to be Alanon, right? Um, and the fact that they basically skipped Sword of Shinara entirely and just went straight into Elfstones. Oh, okay. So they've ignored 
they they refer back to the events of the first book in the series, but oh. you know some somebody somewhere d- determined that it was not uh, you know suitable material for the beginning of the uh, series, right? So, and I'm I'm not a big Shannara oh, fan. I basically I all, all of my info on Shannara is basically from Iolite. I read Sword of Shannara. Mm-hmm. And said, "I've already read Lord of the Rings, threw it across the room, and never revisited the series." Yeah, <laughs> um, that was kind of my reaction to it. I and, don't think I even finished the first book, to tell you the truth. Right? Yeah, that's what I meant. I got through about half of it. Yeah, and I was and like, I've read he, this before. <laughs> he got much more original, and you know, much better at developing his own world in later books. But I never, he lost me. Um. Because to me, it was all the worst parts of Lord of the Rings and Thomas Covenant thrown into one book. It's like, I've already read all this. Um, so it's new territory, new and not new. Because I've, I've had the summary versions given to me by my, my wife. And I don't, it, it has a, a Arrow season one feeling to it. Mm. So it's like... I really shouldn't be enjoying this because it's really bad, and yet. But it could be really good. Well, there's, but there's, does it is... interject? Because, I mean, for me, Arrow Season 1 was just kind of a roller coaster. Yeah. Right. Sometimes within the same episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that's the experience here. Yeah. With, within the, the few episodes I've seen, there have been high points of, hey, look, John Reese davies Gimli as the Elf King. Hey, yeah. he's kind of cool and fun. Oh, the Elf King's son, uh, pretty boy, CW style, really bad. I want to turn this off now. Um, oh, hey, female lead, um, total eye candy. Wait, she can actually act. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's the same kind of uh, ping pong, uh, ping, you know, ping pong ball in a, col- in a clothes dryer. Uh, ee, oh, ee, uh, so it feels it feels guilty pleasure ish to me at it's, this point. It's on MTV, isn't it? It is by MTV, which is why I'm uh, I, I yeah. feel very dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so dirty <laughs> admitting to any of this. Um. So I, I cannot I cannot in clear conscience give it a recommendation at this stage. Um, let me, give me a few more episodes and see where they're going with this. Because um, it's it's all the the bad aspects of the CW elevated to a whole new level. And I was well, the, so CW. All it does is just pick really pretty people. Yeah, I mean, pretty much that's their bad aspects. Because right. even though they're pretty. Most of them are pretty good actors. Yes, generally. But I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, mm. dude. Even the Vampire Diaries, which is like, which I will never well, ever watch. The actors are good, except for the main chicky character. But the material of, they're given to work with, I, I don't know. So, but you know, actually, they still are good actors. It, that brings us actually around to some. I, I don't want to spoil and talk about it in detail, but did you see the premiere episode of Legends of Tomorrow? No, no, we have not we got that yet. Yeah, we're, we'll okay. just download it. It's it's there waiting for you. Um, again, it's it has an Arrow season one vibe about it, with the added sauce of a rushed ensemble cast feeling to it. Really, and a liberal salting of. It's Doctor Who, but not Doctor Who. But we actually used a freaking actor from Doctor Who, so you can't stop thinking about it. 
So the guy they huh. used to play Rip Hunter, right. the, the time right. agent. It's Rory. It's freaking yeah. Rory. Yeah. Who's basically playing Doctor Who. Oh. oh. Okay. Because he's a time agent. He's, he's, he, excuse me. He's a time master. Time master. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the correct reaction to me saying that. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Time Master from I'm the 26th. Chronological century. Lord. What? <laughs> <sighs> I'm a Temporal Lord. Yes. Yeah, um, from Gillyfrey. Gillyfrey. So they do kind of throw the hawk people in there pretty well. Quickly. I, I mean, already looking at your ensemble cast, though, it's like you have what Brandon Roth. High point for me. Really right. love that character. Yep. Then you have the hot and cold guys from Prison Break. It's like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I can't stand the way he speaks. Yeah. Oh, my God. Does he talk that way in... in uh... Heat, Heat Wave is really the weakest link. Oh, yeah. Oh, Captain Cold? Like a, like a gang- oh. Well, the, yeah, the, I, the, the... What's his name? Dr. Captain Freeze. Freeze. Captain Cold. Captain yes, cold. Captain Cold. God, I can't remember his he name. Is... Does he still talk like he's an old school gangster? See. Not... As much, and he's That's strangely good. one of my more favorite characters. Well, he oh, was getting he was horrible in Arrow. He, he was getting a little bit better on Flash. Mm. You mean? I yeah. mean on Flash. Like yeah. some of his later appearances, he got a little more tolerable. But, but yeah, his whole like, yeah, we're gonna get the Flash. Yeah, see, we're gonna get there. Like, oh, dude, yeah, that's why that's are horrible. you going for that? I mean, it's it's this weird CWDC thing where they've kind yeah. of done their due diligence. But not. So they seeded the season finale last year of Flash with the first appearance of Hawkgirl. Yes. Without any any anthems or anything saying they just did a shot of the actress. Um, But they basically they they telegraphed. We have a plan. This is not an accident. We're going somewhere with this. But we're in the era of. Marvel movies where they are playing the long game and the the TV version of the long game still feels rushed by comparison. Sure. True. All that being said, Legends of Tomorrow teeters on the knife edge (laughs) where it could go either way. Mm -hmm. The foundation they, they lay with the first episode could be the beginning of something really fun could be the beginning of an, an eternal pit of suck. And yep. the, the Firefly fan in me fears the latter. And the Arrow fan in me anticipates the former. So, well, Arrow's going to be in it. On and off, I'm assuming. He's going to yeah, be in episode sure. six, and he's going to have Sans arm and a goatee. Okay. <laughs> okay. This will be a future version of Oliver Queen. Mm-hmm. Because um, of Time Masters. Because of Time Masters. <laughs> See, that's you're, you're you're illustrating my fears. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm of so many different minds in this mm-hmm. because the AI on the time ship is Gideon, who we've seen a version of in Flash. Flash. Right. Mm-hmm. Apparently invented by Barry Allen at some point. So they're doing the continuity universe thing really well with terribly campy storylines. And, and the actor they've chosen for Vandal Savage, I'm still 
not sold on because he's chewing up the scenery, but not necessarily in a good way. And Do you mean uh, him in the flesh, or is he actually in the Tomorrow show? He's as well? the main villain of Legends of Tomorrow. Really? Really? Yeah. Really? I didn't mind him in his crossover Arrow Flash. His sit. Kurgan from Highlander wannabe. <laughs> there can only be one. Where is the Highlander? There can be only one. Yeah. Get it right. Mm. All right. <laughs> so, yes, he is the main antagonist. He's the entire reason for Legends of Tomorrow to exist is to fight against the immortal threat of. Vandal Savage across time. He's a major DC villain. Mm. He's an, an apocalypse level villain because he's an, an immortal that keeps coming back and keeps trying to conquer the entire planet. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I will give it time. I, they, they, they managed to not turn me off entirely on the first episode. So watch it for yourselves. Form your own opinions. Uh, right. Ignore me. I'm just barking and making noise at this point. Could what? be. So, we'll check it out. We, this, this brings us, and again, I want to observe the fact that I can kvetch about all these things because we have a wealth, a wealth of nerdy, geeky, awesome content available to us. Like, like never before. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you know, today's topic, now that we are well and truly way past the Gilligan period on the Marvel direct-to-Netflix series, Jessica Jones, formerly known as A.K.A. Jessica Jones. And I'm going to have to quote my favorite uh, supernatural character and say, I was wrong. And in what I way said that wrong? I was superheroed out mm-hmm. and that I just couldn't see Jessica Jones as, okay, she was an okay, she's okay, okay character. I never really got into her all that much. Right. Same with Luke Cage. Meh, I just... I think we've got way too many superheroes going on. I just, I just don't think I'm gonna be. I'm gonna really be into it, and mm-hmm. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so they got their hooks into you. Well, you know what? I'm gonna have to say I, I like the darker characters better. Um, so much so that I haven't even watched this season of Flash yet. But I'm very. Yeah. Very, very much looking forward to the next season of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and looking forward to Luke Cage. So, yep, yeah. Well, Jessica Thank Jones you. has been greenlit for a second season, and yes. around October, November, we should see the Luke Cage standalone season. Yes. Yep. So you will get what you have wished for, and Daredevil, and Daredevil. Yeah, more Daredevil, especially more Daredevil. If the and. That one is with the inclusion of the Punisher. Yeah, sounds more dark as well. I mean, but this is this is the Hell Kitchen superheroes. This so is, it yeah. should this be. This more is the Defenders. Dark. This is the yeah. Defenders universe, all about yeah. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, yeah, I was definitely wrong. They, I'm not superheroed out if it's a good story with good characters. And that is what we have been asking for. And and what you know, we comic book fans have been yelling about for you know twenty thirty years is look over here Hollywood and television. There's some awesome freaking stories to be told, and having them realized and realized well is a tremendously gratifying thing to behold. Um, 
And in the well, case of Jessica Jones, freaking emotionally draining and involving. Well, yeah. but I, and I would say, yeah, really, in the case of Jessica Jones, though, from a classic superhero type uh, story, not story, but I guess just use of the superhero powers and such, it's very subdued. Like, yeah, this is this was 15, are, 20% fantasy. Yeah, her, yeah, she really is very subtle even when she does use her strength or and really it's mainly strength and a little bit of healing and uh, obviously a, a good good jumping ability. Yeah, um, almost but it's, flight. It's She's- very... <laughs> Very light touch with those. The most used power is by Kilgrave, the bad guy of the episode. Yeah. And even that isn't a flashy superpower. It's not something you don't have lasers coming out. You don't have buildings exploding. It's all in people's heads. So mm-hmm. from a special effects standpoint, it was very subdued compared to you know what you would think of. Uh, looking at a, a Avengers Iron Man, you know. Type and I'm movie. really glad they didn't make mm-hmm. him purple. Oh yeah, I don't the, think the that would The biggest work. <laughs> the best decision they ever made was make dressing him in purple but not making him yeah. purple. They made him a little purple when he was in his amped up version. Yeah. That's uh, what I so I was thought if they were going to do it they were doing it at the very end at there. That point mm-hmm. when he really really got the drugs in him but even then he really was it was more just like he had, you know, little veins of blood the veins things going yeah. on. Yeah. So I, I understand why they didn't go full comic book primary colors. The purple man is purple, yeah. um, but they did make his wardrobe predominantly purple. Always purple. Always and purple. It's his favorite and it color. And... Suit him perfectly. Yeah. And when... I was listening to an episode of Major Spoilers earlier today, and I want to go back and, and view the series because apparently in every single shot of that series, there is something purple. Really? Really. Huh. Yeah, interesting. interesting. So they wanted to to you know reinforce the omnipresence of Kilgrave in that by saying there's something purple always in view in every shot of this show. Interesting. I'm curious to see if that's true. Yeah, that really holds holds water. But yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's the same type of thing they did with Daredevil, where they had a yellow lens filter mm-hmm. over most Constantly. of Daredevil. Yeah, and it. It this this was a harder sell for me. I had not read AKA Jessica Jones. I was not as familiar with the character. I was more familiar with Luke Cage than Jessica Jones, actually. And when I I came away at the end feeling the epi- the series was about three episodes too long. Really, the repetition of the. We're going to go up against Kilgrave and he's going to mind control his way out of it went on a little too long for me. Hmm. So to the point where when I was watching the final episode where they're in the harbor station Mm -hmm. and he mind controls the cops into shooting at her, I literally said to the screen, I am done this, this this has gone on too long. I have seen this exact same scenario pulled, uh, you know, unfold six times before this, where Kilgrave throws people at Jessica and she is prevented from getting close to him by mind controlled people. So, and the previous episode, the people in the bar with the nooses and and lather, rinse, repeat, and I was a little bit worn out by that 
same scene basically pull, uh, playing out over and over again. But that's like his power. That's I like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like Professor X not using, you know, I just. I get it. It, it just, I, yeah. I understand that that's the nature of the character that doesn't necessarily translate into good storytelling. Hmm. Well, see, I, I actually didn't mind it at all. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I was thought a little... it, it built up the fact that it was, they were facing an almost unwinnable situation. Oh, and, and, I, and I totally got that. And they reinforced that time and time again, just how potent and how, you know, no morals this guy had to use his powers in ways that were just, I mean, that whole, the scene with the nooses and that was pretty like, whoa, I mean, he went, he kept taking it another step though, every know. time he threw him. I mean, the See, worst was probably the guy who had to like chop his own arms I off. I mean, I have to say that the very, very worst that showed how smart he was yeah. was Luke Cage's situation. Oh, oh, yeah, that was good, too. That, that, that part was, it, totally that was, loved. And, you know, he, he concealed the fact that he, you know, his powers, the rules had changed. And he completely used that to his advantage. Loved that. Yeah. And he was the one that Jessica really started trusting him. Yep. Yeah. As an oh he's forgiven me and and yep. really becoming more of a, a couple the, the, there the, the mind screw him. the yeah. emotional oh heartbreaking nature of that totally great yeah going back to the the bar with the people in the nooses uh huh the problem I have with that entire scene it, it it just grated on me and annoyed the hell out of me was this is post Jessica's realization. That he had no control over here. Right. Right. Why is he not dead? Because she didn't want to have everybody die. Everyone else to die. If she reaches over and snaps his neck and she jumps up and pulls the pipe off the ceiling, which she did a little bit later. But he was right next to that blonde girl. Right. And he didn't want, she didn't want the blonde girl. Her motivation. Well, well, her her motivation was probably because. This was the girl she was going to save. Yeah. Right. You know? But this was after she's been processed out. She's right. been released from prison. She is exonerated. The charges are dropped. Why right. is Kilgrave not dead that instant? He can't he control him. Jessica. She is within arm's reach of him. Why is he not dead? Well, remember when she willingly goes to to stay with him at her childhood home, which is before she, she realizes no, she's I not know, under control. But she then, but even during dinner, she then started throwing a little bit of a tantrum just to see what would happen because she knew Kilgrave would have some stuff in place yeah. to right. basically act as a counter to her doing something. Mm-hmm. Safety. So. At the same time, so basically I looked at it and he'd proven time and time again he had these things in place that she couldn't just reach out and snap his neck because God knows if she reached for him, what was going to, you know, what people were people triggered were to do. Kill themselves I think she had too much of that fear in her. And, and at that point in the story, I was past buying that because the pile of bodies was so high where... At some point, you just have to say, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead, him dead, no matter how many of the, of the last few bodies he piles up, is preferable to the future bodies he's going to pile up if I don't freaking kill him. Well, but in the case of Jessica, imagine it's your best friends are the next bodies. 
that you have to you have to pile up. And I don't think she would be willing to pay that price. Really, if Luke, Luke was, was the one that was in danger at that point. In there, she might be willing to, but it, she had Malcolm. She had the blonde girl who she felt indebted to. She had her upstairs neighbor who was kind of crazy and who needed to die. Yeah, she was probably the most annoying character on the show. <sighs> no, this has to be one. And then there was some other person in there as well. I can't remember. Oh, it was the, the people from the group. People there. from the group. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it was people she knew, especially, I mean, I would say Malcolm and the the girl uh, from the first episode, um, Hope, right. were, were probably the biggest ones. But, I mean, it's, what, it's easy to say, well, he's killed a lot of people, so what's a few more? But when the few more are people you really know and are really your you know, closest things you have to family right now, it's a lot harder to make that call. Yeah, but at me as as viewer of you know televised entertainment, they had failed to make me invest in those people enough to care about them, and I just wanted it to end at that point. <laughs> I really I didn't care two two hoots about hope. Malcolm, uh, borderline upstairs neighbor killer killer now. Ah, uh, see, hope was what she could have been if she wouldn't have gotten away though. I get it. I understand. Hope was, hope was her. Her it was salvation. Her yeah. No, their, their, their hope's entire reason for being in the show was, I can save her like nobody saved me. Exactly. I, I get it. Um, but they had her just freaking off herself, which maybe she just, failed. It but just she pissed herself me off at that point. Then, great, she's dead, and Kilgrave's not. Why didn't you snap his neck, you dumb, dumb superhero? But that made it. That gave her. Remember, she. This whole time, she's trying to protect Hope and protecting Hope, protecting Hope, protecting yeah. Hope. But yeah. Hope gave her permission to screw it all and kill get, kill Grave. And yeah. yet, it took two more episodes for us to get that. Yeah, that just well, she had to track him down at yeah. that point. And man, Kilgrave was a smart sucker. Yeah. We're not and he also do his stand up routine. Also, it amped his powers up again. Yeah. to well, I, to crazy level. So. And it I, was, I mean, to me, I, it made sense. I, and I think, and yeah. yeah, Hope basically killed herself to say, you're free to go Do kill it. him. It's time to stop pussyfooting around. Right. And she basically is the one that tells her exactly your, what you're screaming. Yeah. It's time to go kill him. Right. There's no more, no more holding back. I and wanted it to be the next episode when that happened. Right. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, again, they had to track him down at that point. Yeah. So. I understand but, but that that's the logic. But then you all the cool stuff that, yeah. I, I mean, David Tennant plays a good crazy person. Oh, yeah. God. You, he sells he sells Kilgrave so hard in this thing. It's awesome. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, um, it was it was good. I, I I personally thought it it fit well. The upstairs neighbor thing with her brother was a little weird. I'm yeah. not sure why, why that, that needed to be in there. Right, no, other every, than everyone I've talked to is like, why were these people even in this series? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was basically to allow Malcolm to kind of find purpose again in life, right. or at least get on that road or to show what he was willing to do on behalf of Jessica f- hiding the body and cleaning well, up not only that, but also helping her. And he like, you know, he started the group and, and he, he did all these things. He basically, but I'm got like, back she doesn't deserve social. help. Let her wallow in it. She uh, was yeah. horrible. She yes. was terrible. I, I, that actress was so good at, at, at selling yes. that. As an, uh, she was so good. Ugh. Cause we all hate her. Yeah. yeah. She, she, she nailed it. Ugh. She did. Yeah. Not but less not of that crap, crap please. I, honestly, I thought Trish, her friend, was going to be annoying, but I actually grew no, I to be Trish. okay yeah. with her. She at the beginning, I was like, "Eh, she's a little too kind of like pushy with Jessica." Like, I didn't like that. But they then gave, they gave I them came great around. backstory. 
Yeah. They gave and and the actress who played Trish did a really good job. Yeah. She what? was good. The the cop was uh, Well, that brings us that brings us to what the hell was Nuke doing in this story? I don't know. Ah. Other than I'm assuming they're setting him up to be a villain in, in some future series. Probably. I, but, I would have to imagine, or that whole organization. Obviously, they're already setting that organization right. up as shady at the very least. <laughs> right. Well, they're the whole continuation of the super soldier program thing. Right. But I just found his whole storyline. Simpsons, like, wow. An- another distraction, time eater, why are you in this series kind of a thing. Yeah, it was. I think that was that was longer game yeah, that they were playing that was, with. That, that was it was like bringing. Game. It was like the episode of Daredevil where Stick comes in and makes a bunch of weird references to you know the weapon and the child and all right, that. It, and was, it's a, oh, it had nothing to do with the kingpin. It was very like just it, out it of was, the blue. It was so tangential. Well, it was tangent. Yeah. It was, but I bought that a lot more than I bought Nuke. Well, because, because it, it had the feel of like, okay, this is going on, but now we got to go do like this adventure. But also, they had the whole Asian crime lady tie-in to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the yes. fact that this was connected to her organized crime, you know, kingdom, that that I I bought. It's like, okay, she's bringing this this thing in as part of her thing, and yeah, I totally know it's a. Um, Power Man, you know, tie in for the future. Yes. Um, but they isolated well, it to Iron one Fist, episode. Iron yeah, Fist, sorry. Fist, yeah. So said, combine Power Man and Iron Fist into one guy. Imagine that. <laughs> it's like Danny Cage. No. Um, but they isolated that to a single episode. So that to me, I was much more tolerant of than Simpson being a, a pretty much a major player across many episodes in this. And I just, I don't know, I, 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 I could have done with less of him. Yeah, he was all right. But yeah. you know what? Luke Cage, hot damn. Luke goddamn Cage. Yeah. Holy frick. Luke Cage is no joke. One he of the high freaking no points joke. of this series. Yeah. I cannot wait until his series premieres. Oh, yep. yeah. Um, he is exactly what I pictured Luke Cage to be. Yeah. And he is... He played him exactly how I would think Luke Cage would have mm-hmm. played. And the relationship with him and Jessica, the fact that it's on uh, who knows what's going on. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, he was great. Um, he was amazing. Great use of, uh, you know, that bar fight was hilarious. Where yes. He just like kind of slaps the guy in the back of the head and launches Bam, him. Whatever. So, like, slapping really? mosquitoes. Exactly. Like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm Luke Cage. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, just very cool. The, the, the awesome. introduction and use of Luke Cage in this one was a high watermark for me. Mm-hmm. I loved Absolutely. every minute of it. I'm, I'm actually more invested in him than I am in Jessica because of Jessica Jones's series. If that tells you about the strength of that performance. Oh, yeah. Really? I liked him a lot, but I, I loved I, I love thought Jessica, Jessica Jones was. The the character was was the highlight of the series for oh, me. Oh yeah, no. I mean her her Luke Cage and and Kilgrave uh, t- David Tennant was were all fantastic. Everybody else, you, you know, were varying degrees from very good to why are you here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. So so Daredevil season one versus Jessica Jones season oh. one. 
Which See, one? Which I, one do you like better, and why? I would have had to watch Daredevil again, but I really like Jessica Jones. I may have to give Daredevil another watch though, because I watched mm-hmm. it so long ago that, to be fair, but with it with it as as Daredevil more distant in your mind and Jessica more present in your mind, why? What makes you say Jessica Jones? I like, first of all, Kilgrave. I liked him as a villain mm-hmm. in the series. I'd say I would. I would agree that he is stronger than Kingpin was. Just because, and I like Kingpin. I've always liked yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. But Kilgrave was, awesome. was definitely a more, um, you threatening. know, I'm sorry. More threatening, I would say. Oh yeah. yes, he's I the think scariest so. villain he's Marvel's done. He's a very scary, scary villain, and yeah. I, I liked their whole interaction with them. Mm-hmm. I like the fact. I think I like the fact that Jessica's damaged to begin with. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Matt. In in Daredevil is damaged, but not nearly I, to physically. The, not nearly to the well. He's blinded by chemicals. That's why I but, said physically, but not yeah. nearly not nearly as as damaged as Jessica is. Upon yeah, and he's no. emotionally damaged because, of course, of his dad. But he's not as emotionally damaged as as just Jessica. Basically, has PTSD. Very much yeah. so. Oh yeah, without a doubt. So I mean, trying to work her way through that, and, and for. The it's for the violation that happened to her, and mm-hmm. then trying to help other people at the same time when she can't even help herself. Right. I think it it shows the best of humanity when you can't even get your shit together, but you try your hardest to help someone else get their shit together, or try your your hardest to help someone to Period. stop someone from going down the road you were forced down. Exactly. Yeah, it, man, that's that's a really tough question. I think there's there's definitely points on both show. I mean, I like Kilgrave not only because he's so scary, but for all the other villains, and I mean, especially juxtaposition against uh, Kingpin. Kingpin, like uh, many of the other Marvel villains, is bad, but he's doing what he thinks is a good thing, mm-hmm. and he understands that you know it's kind of like the you know, I'm breaking some eggs to make this omelet mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. but. You know, I know that this end goal is is going to justify all this. Whereas Kilgrave's like, I don't understand what good is. Right. <laughs> like, I have no concept of good and bad. I just know I want to do something, so I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And like his and everything was just how denial he was. Like, I didn't kill those people. They killed themselves. What are you talking about? And like how much he believed that of himself. I didn't rape you. What are you talking? I never raped you. you <laughs> mm-hmm. And her like, yes, you did. <laughs> so it was that character was amazing. Um, you know, Matt and Jessica both are fantastic characters. Yeah. I really have. I loved what they did with Jessica Jones, how damaged she was. But I really loved his character of, you know, just trying in the face of just so much odds yeah. against yes. him. Just going through and, and doing so well. And, and then I think the difference too is in Daredevil, and I love the guy they got to play Daredevil. Yeah. He's freaking amazing. Um and in Daredevil, he gets physically beat Beaten to hell over yep. and over. Over and over yeah. and over and, and over. He's again. not superhuman in his regeneration no. or his strength. Whereas in Jessica, she gets emotionally really beat to yeah. hell. And fairly yeah. physically beat to she hell. Some she phys- gets some physical, but she does have some. But I mean, come on. Daredevil really got like. Yeah, he got. Well, I mean, he needed. That's 
why they brought the night nurse in yes, over and, and over and that and that was cool yeah. that she was involved yeah. too. I like that. Good, uh, she's gonna be a through line through all the all yeah, the she's a good connector. And and I think that's where you get is then you get into the supporting characters and again it becomes kind of back and forth. Like I liked God, like Trish I liked a little better than Foggy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um Trish, but Trish was same, a better sec- secondary character than Foggy. I'll give but you But I loved Ben's character from the the newspaper in Daredevil. The, oh, yeah, that yeah, guy yeah, was yeah. incredibly good. So it, it kind of goes the, back, the, and the, I like the the redhead from uh, True Blood in in Daredevil yes, a lot too. She was Je- great. Uh, Jessica, I think, is her. Jessica was in True Blood. In True Blood, I can't remember her name in Daredevil, but uh, yeah. So it was. It's tough. It, it's definitely they're both at, both shows had quite a lot of good things going for it. Um, I mean, they, they, they've shown us Daredevil, Luke Cage, okay. and Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can, I'm already anticipating the team-up that will be Defenders. Oh, yeah. And I haven't, haven't even met all the team members yet. Nope. There's still and the main, you know, the biggest one is Iron Fist left out there. Iron Fist is out there, and maybe Hulk. We'll see. Possibly. Well, I mean, maybe Doctor Strange. Um, I mean, Hulk is a founding member of the Defenders, and because of the weird legal ties with Universal, Disney's having a harder time making feature films with Mark Ruffalo, and he's still signed to that seven-picture deal. Right. So they may say, hey, come over here to TV and do some Netflix stuff for us. Yeah. Um, Which I would would totally get behind. (laughs) Oh, I love him. He was the best Hulk. No, he... Bruce Banner, as portrayed by Mark Ruffalo, I just, the the dynamic between between him and Stark, I, the science I, bro dynamic. I just yeah. eat that up. Yep. But to, to see him be this connective tissue between the cinematic universe and the the television slash Netflix universe, um, I I am f- I'm fully shipping for that to happen. I I, I want that. Um, so oh, I hope sure. I hope they get their crap together and allow uh, Ruffalo to come in to do to be Bruce Banner and Hulk for the Defenders direct yeah. to Netflix movie. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. I, I, awesome, awesome. Give, me, give so, me what I want. And then we've got Deadpool too. Let's not forget that. So uh, yeah, that's well. Let's let's give Deadpool his due. So <laughs> let's summarize our, our ruling on Jessica Jones. I okay. think Marvel has followed up their very strong entry into direct-to-streaming with Daredevil with another very strong and wildly different offering with Jessica Jones. Yes. And I am Uh, so glad that it was a very... It was was a horse of a different color. Oh, yeah. And I would say, you know, this was one of the most strongest... I don't want to call it, fe- I don't know, feminist type movies or at least a very strong female character movie where, you know, this is what it looks like. They have a lot of flaws, and but it was kind of equal billing. She was able to show strength in spite of her flaws and, and, and the situations. Yeah. She reminds me a lot of, a, of like Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She reminds me a lot of Batman, and you're right. It was a really strong female character in this movie. Well, it's not only her, but her friend Trish. Her friend I mean, Trish. it was it was overall the the, the, the lawyer, yeah, the lawyer yeah. too, who, who apparently is oh very flawed. 
who yeah. she is apparently, you know, if you look at the the comic book history, they're setting her up to be the the lawyer front for Heroes for Hire. Right. Later. Mm-hmm. I hope that comes true. She's um, a She's got she's cast in Iron Fist. Yep. So. I, I definitely liked I liked how they messed with her character. Yeah. It was a good yeah. yeah that that B, that B story was pretty vicious. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was. That was a lot more interesting than the neighbors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm I'm right on board with you. I I, yeah. I loved the fact that almost instantaneously and and continuously I stopped thinking about this as a oh this is a story with a strong female character. I just simply thought about the way I should, which is this right. is a really good story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of it, but she she is a very very strong very character strong. for sure. Yeah. And she did. It just goes to show that if you have. It's not even sometimes the character because you can have like Wonder Woman, for example. Mm-hmm. She could absolutely have her own movie if you have the right person playing right. it, right? Right, and the right and the right story, story for her. Yeah. You can't just dump. You can't just dump some weenie story and yeah. some. You know, this is why I'm so worried about Batman be Superman. Oh well, it's because she was a woman that she didn't, you know, right, right. she didn't carry the movie. That's right. not it. You just didn't choose properly. It, it, yep. You need someone who understands women writing a woman, and then go proceed from there. Exactly. The, the problem with a lot of the portrayals of strong women characters is they've been written by men. Yeah, writing their interpretation of what they think it must be like to be a woman. Right. Uh, that's just fraught with difficulties. <laughs> so I think we can clearly say we all have thumbs up on yes. Jessica Jones. Yes. Um, more like this, please. Looking forward to Luke Cage and Daredevil 2.0. Um, and then Iron Fist, we'll see. There's very, There's very slight... And thin information available on the yeah. other than the fact that, yes, we are proceeding with this, even though the internet was speculating that it was had been shelved. No, we just wanted to finish Jessica Jones and do it right. Now we're moving on to Power right. Man and Iron Fist, also known as Luke Cage and whatever we decide to call Iron Fist. Um, See, and that's another one. I Iron Fist, not really a character I ever really nope. got into. He is a blonde Caucasian boy doing the whole Shaolin monk thing. Yeah. Not unlike Kung Fu. So just put your mind in David Carradine mode and you'll you'll be right in the happy place where this was developed during the eighties. Um we'll see where they where they take it. I'm assuming they'll they'll do a similar treatment that they did to Luke Cage. Because Luke Cage, you look at the origins of Luke Cage. He is black exploitation. Oh yeah, in the worst <laughs> really and most horrifying way. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's bad. Um, you know his major his major villain was Axe, big black guy who swung an axe. I'm Axe. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> um, and he wore like chain around as his belt, just just like links of chain because that's what scary black man did. Um, <laughs> yeah be afraid so i'm hoping they do a certain amount of reinvention with him um yeah we'll see time will tell flipping over mm-hmm. we have a little time left here to the dc side of things yes 
All hail Deadpool. (laughs) I am so happy. Yeah. Everything. I cannot get enough. Everything in the hype machine that they've been spitting out from the, yes, we are an R, we have an R rating from the MPAA. Here are all the red band trailers to show you why we almost got an X rating from right. the MPA. <laughs> go back to when we were discussing this in the early stages where we we were afraid they were going to go PG-13 and or worse, PG, and try and you know increase their revenue by getting a larger market share. Because when you go for our rating, you're cutting out a part of your audience and you don't, you know, mathematically they can show we don't make as much money when we have an R rating. Instead, thank God, they have chosen to be true to the character and say, no, we're going for a hard R with our friend Deadpool here. And the the feeling of redemption I have for Ryan Reynolds, because I had the double whammy of the original portrayal of Wayne, of Wade in X-Men Origins and the whole Green Lantern debacle. He just... <laughs> so is so inhabiting and owning the character in every trailer he was and fine spot. In X Men Origins, it just wasn't Deadpool. Right, he yeah. played the character they wrote, which was not freaking Deadpool. No, he <laughs> just you... played what? Yeah, he was given. And like even Green Lantern, I felt like it wasn't terrible. It just was. It was just a very formulaic superhero movie that they kind of just churned one out. Right. This is a post. You know, Iron Man post, yeah. you know, Avengers movie. It was, the, bar, the bar had been raised and they didn't right. realize it. Way too high. So, yeah. But looking at all the Red Band trailers and previews that they've been putting out, it just, I'm so hopeful that this is going to be a spot on note for note exactly what we expect from a Deadpool movie. Yeah. And and part of me is so hot, is so terrified that it's gonna suck. That you're gonna go in there and all the cool scenes you've already We've seen already are the seen only them. cool scenes. Yeah, but I the I mean little thing even little things though they they've given us the previews that include Colossus and right. what's the female something teenage something. warhead. Oh, oh, yeah. Super neg- negasonic, negasonic mega, teenage warhead. Mega megaton bomb or something. <laughs> no, negasonic yeah. neg as a negative because she's goth. Yeah. Negasonic uh-huh. teenage warhead. Yeah. Yes. Um, she's the greatest name ever. She's the greatest name ever, <laughs> according to Deadpool. Yeah. But also, for, during the Joss Whedon run on X-Men, Astonishing X-Men, uh-huh. Emma Frost was describing that, that character to Kitty Pride and said, yes, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. And Kitty looked at her and said, wow, we really have run out of names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but having Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead from the X-Men universe there. Right. But the, the physical CG rendering of Colossus. Yeah. Versus what they did in X3 and Days of Future Past. Right. So much better. Yeah, no kidding. The one they did in Days of Future Past was nice. It was basically they, they did the shiny stainless steel version of the guy playing Colossus. Right. The one in the trailer for Deadpool is freaking 
huge. Huge. He's a colossus. <laughs> he is colossus as depicted. He is a Hulk-sized yeah. guy. Yeah. He has this, you know, the the black angular hair. Right. It, it is head it's, taller than Deadpool. It's yeah. the freaking it's Colossus from the comics. Yeah, it's huge. And oh, I yeah. just and the nerd in me says, Yes! Yep. There's Colossus, not the pale imitation they've been selling us in movies up until this point. Right. And the yes, this is canonical part of the Fox X Men universe. So we're not making this as a standalone. We are continuing to build our Marvel Universe, and we're showing you that we can do it right. Right. So this, on the heels of Days of Future Past, with all of its flaws, as taken as a sum, a great X-Men movie. Yes. That retcons so many of the sins that have gone before. So I'm just loving everything i'm seeing of the merc with a mouth because it's it's him yep it's mm-hmm. goddamn deadpool <laughs> so soon the- more right yeah i cannot There's- wait and i'm saying this about a fox marvel production seriously right yep i should be bursting into flames at this point <laughs> Because this is the studio that brought us the Fantastic Four. Yep. And Rise of the Silver yeah. Surfer. And the Fantastic Four reboot. So, and, and X-Men Origins Wolverine. So their sins are manifold. <laughs> and, well, maybe they're finally getting it right. I'm so frightened by Fox because they brought us X-Men. They brought us X2. The sequel was better than the original. How the hell often does that happen? And then they sent Brian Singer away. Right. And we got X3. Yep. yep. And then we got X-Men Origins Wolverine. Right. And yet we got the Wolverine. Right. And First Class. And First Class. First Class. I like First Class. Yeah, I like First Class a lot. And the fact that with Apocalypse, they're following the First Class thread. Right. True. So they're basically taking that, that 60s and 70s people and taking them into the 80s. Right. That's awesome. So yeah. they, they, they gave, but they gave the original X-Men characters and actors a great swan song in Days of Future Past. For sure. Oh, how yeah. often? How often can you do that? Where you, yeah, no re- you reset your cast, but continue the same, the same characters and same stories. I mean that was a masterful piece of of writing and and yeah. and retconning and the storytelling. I'm still kind of in awe of that. Yeah, because I was expect I was ready for Days of Future Past to suck and, and just piss all over one of my favorite eras in X Men history, <laughs> and they didn't. <laughs> X Men Origins Wolverine. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I am so hot and cold as regards Fox's handling of Marvel properties. That all of my excitement for for Deadpool is tinged by this little, yeah, but. So I suspect and expect at this stage of what they have shown us that it's going to be exactly the awesome romp that we want it to be. Yeah. I hope so. I'm really more 
excited to see that than I am to see Batman versus Superman right now. Yeah. I mean, Batman versus Superman, I'm going to go see it, but I'm yep. not like, I got to see it the day it comes out. Every additional piece of Deadpool preview that I see makes me more excited. Mm-hmm. Every additional piece of BVS stuff I've seen has made me more cautious and worried. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm excited for both. I'm I'm okay with both of them. I just, but I mean, I'm banking a lot on, and in both both movies, actually, I'm banking a lot on the actors. Yeah. I like Ryan Reynolds a lot. I, oh, yeah, I find him sure. very funny in most of the movies he does. So I'm excited, and everything else around it looked good. In Batman vs Superman, I like Ben Affleck. I think he's a pretty good actor when he puts his mind. I to think it. he's going to be the strongest. Part. I like Ben Affleck. And everything I've seen of his Batman looks very strong. The problem is, is that Batman and Superman are like dynamically different from each <laughs> yeah. other from a whole tonal standpoint. Right. It yeah. just so it makes it interesting to see how they keep it even. It, honestly, everything I've seen, it's like this looks like a Batman movie. Exactly. <laughs> and that's my whole point is that Superman is supposed to be like the fluffy life is wonderful you know, movie. So it, it's always right. brighter except for that last one. But this is the Frank Miller. And this is the Superman. Frank Miller. Like Jack Snyder. It just looks like Batman. And, it, yeah. and they cast Superman as a villain. That's pretty much what. And that's what, yeah. It, it, it but this is, like. I think this is his redemption story is what this is supposed to be. Is where he redeems himself says, I, yes, I destroyed your city, but I did it in the service of greater good. And I'm, I'm really only here for the greater good, and it will be his convincing of Bruce Wayne that will be the ongoing story of... But my point is, who the frick is Bruce Wayne to be, have to be convinced, is my point. I he's mean, the goddamn okay, Batman. Superman saved your world. Yes, he destroyed a lot of crap doing it, but he saved your world. So why but does somebody he have is, to somebody as cynical Bruce as Bruce Wayne is only going to see it from the perspective of yes, but that threat would never have come here if not for you. Yeah, but Bruce Wayne has his own threats, and he has destroyed just as much of a city. Maybe not the richer portion of the city, but he has destroyed his villains have destroyed a ton of his city also. And that appears to be an, a, a sub thread of the movie because they they go to great pains to show us the Robin armor with the graffiti from the Joker on it. Where clearly this is a this is a post Jason Todd Batman. <coughs> Excuse me. Where things have gone horribly wrong, and he is not best at his villains. We'll, we'll, we will see. My problem with the previews I've seen have been Eisner's portrayal of Lex Luthor. Yeah, that's a whole not, different subject. <laughs> not, I'm not buying, and I'm not liking the bits they've shown me. So yeah, far, he seems a little too Jokerish. For yes. Me. And I'm hoping there's a flip side version of the character we will see when he's not in public that will be the cold, calculating genius Luthor. I hope so, because... I hope... Oh, God, I hope so. I don't feel... You know, Lex Luthor, Luthor should not be the jokester. And just as much as I didn't feel Ultron needed to be Jokebot 3000 yep. either. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Marvel is not immune from this. Yeah, they are the Jar Jar Binks. They are uh, really, really in love with making their villains funny. Yeah. And, and 
So that I have concerns it's about. Very few of their villains are like like very serious outside of Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, have, Netflix I've, villains, and even David Tennant was pretty funny. In he was funny and then he scary, had and funny yeah. and then scary, right? Um, but I mean, out, I mean, even God, the guy who played, uh, oh, what was his name? The the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the Inquisitor guy, you know, with the hammer. Bad um, guy of the, Gardens the Pie Maker. Um, oh, <laughs> oh can't, he, he was Ron, the, el- the accuser. The, yes. right, he was he was the Elf King in The Hobbit. I can't yeah, the but I mean, name. his name, his character's name was Ronan the Accuser. Right. So Ronan the Accuser, he played that villain so over the top yep. villainous, it was funny. Yes, <laughs> and it worked in yeah, the framework of great, that film. But it was like but that whole movie was meant more as like action comedy. Right. So in general Marvel tends to go I mean Loki is the prime example of I want our villain to have some laughs to him. Mm-hmm. Uh so, you know, it's Yeah, but Loki God. was more human I believe than some of these other villains. Oh, sure. I think they're totally to flawed and damaged. To yeah. humanize these yeah, characters. Yeah, that's what I mean. But that's that's not what humanizes them. Emotions humanize right, them right. more than laughter. Loki was more human because he also felt other emotions, yeah, such as right. loneliness. Sure, and, and it, it works. I'm not yeah. saying it's a bad thing that he was funny, and it's Loki. He's the trickster. It's, yeah. I, I get it. But, like, you know, Ultron's a, not human. I like, know. you didn't he's need to do... Yeah. He's a damaged AI. Him through humor. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm concerned about... The portrayal of Lex. I'm hoping right. there's there's a, a wonderful dark side we have yet to see. Yeah, I'm a little actually a lot concerned about they have a cave troll. Well, Doomsday or or we're not going to call him Doomsday. Doomsday is yeah that that was a little weird. And yeah, it's just like okay, the effect is not great. I don't mind them going straight for Doomsday. Because he's he's a major artifact of the Superman mythos. I do because yeah. he's supposed to be like. Like I wish they would have. Doomsday was a big deal. Yes, he was big. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of like you know, take a page from the Nolan Batman's. Like mm-hmm. he didn't start with the Joker; he started yes. with the Scarecrow. Go with a nasty, lesser-known villain. To get them together, then bring out your hammer in the next. And, movie, and to know? me, this this illustrates how DC and Warner are in a hurry. Yeah, they yeah. think they need to catch up to Marvel. It's like, no, bad choice. Right. Well, and also Wrong. when I look at this, like I said, they're they're casting Superman as the villain. And when you're like when you look at Civil War, neither one of those two guys are really cast as the villain. No. So except Robert Downey Jr. is the villain, but you know he's well, always yeah. been the villain. <laughs> but Robert Downey Jr. and Captain America, they both Iron Man and Captain America, they're both cast as Iron Man and Captain America. They're not cast as the villains in this. Right. They're not, even though they are pitted against each other. Civil War is going to be all about uh, why do I feel badly about not being able to take a side? I know because we but, love both the, the and but Marvel has paid their dues. Right. And this one How it feels like they're freaking... shoving villainous Superman down your throat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Too That's much. That's what I feel like they're doing. Too soon. Yeah, I mean, Have come not on. Paid their they dues. had a preview with Batman strung up and he walks over and takes his mask off. Like, really? Really? And that's apparently a dream sequence. Oh, okay. Oh, it's 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 Bruce Wayne's fears about what Superman will become. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll I see. Mean, we'll see. I guess we'll see, but I, I really do feel like they're just trying to show I'm worried. Them. I am concerned. 
I, I mean, I think it's going to be good. I just don't know. Like you said, I think it may be like you guys tried to do too much. Like, and too much, lot of, too fast. Well, I mean, this is all we're talking about, and God knows how Wonder Woman's going to fit into God, this whole right. thing. Seriously. Because she's <laughs> like a Aquaman footnote. Too? Never mind Aquaman uh, and Flash. Yeah. And yeah. Cyborg. Like, hi, guys, I'm here. Literally. I'm out in the water the whole episode out in the Hudson the entire time. <laughs> the rumor is, from out of Hollywood, is that Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg literally appear at the very end of a movie in a montage of what the Justice League becomes. Oh, wow. So it's like shot of Aquaman, shot of Flash, shot of Cyborg, roll credits. I don't know if that's... Well, we'll see. All I can say is good luck. I'm sure there'll be some visually stunning (laughs) stuff in it because it is Zack Snyder. Yes. And stuff will blow up. And a lot of things will blow up. And I'm looking forward to Ben Affleck and and I don't even mind Henry uh, like Cavill, Cavill like as uh, as Superman. I don't mind that either. I've, I've come so, to really enjoy his his performance. You know, yeah. we got it's got a lot of it, it's more. You know, funny enough, God help me, that one's more on the edge between like, is it going to be really good or is it going to be really bad compared to, to you know Deadpool, Deadpool. which looks like. This is going to be a lot of fun. As long as they keep the tone, this that one had more equate to like Gardens of the Galaxy. As soon yeah. as I saw the first preview of Gardens of the Galaxy, I was like, oh, oh if they good. hold that tone, this movie's going to be good. Well, and I'll give the same thing to Deadpool. In the spirit of the roller coaster ride and the highs and lows of Fox adapting Marvel, yeah. final plunge of the roller coaster, have you seen the more recent Suicide Squad trailers? Yes. What are your feelings and reactions? Um, I okay. I've, I've never been a big Suicide Squad person, <laughs> right. but hey, I wasn't a big Jessica Jones person, right, right. you know. Um, I'll have to wait and see. I I like the characters. Will Smith. Um, I like Will Smith a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think, and he used to be an action hero, which is funny. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm iffy on his particular character. Okay. But he's playing Deadshot, right? Yes. Yeah. But he's Um, kind of supposed to be the more relatable, humanized or relatable character. He's the guy with a child just trying to do right by his family who's made some bad choices. Yeah. Yeah. And and like I said, I'll have to see. That that one is I'll have to see. I like Harley's character. She's suitably nutty. Yeah. Which she's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, Definitely have a good chance with her. They have a good chance with uh, some of the other members of the squad. Definitely, you know, waiting to see for the Joker. Yeah. Not sure yet on that one. Yeah. I I really was was surprisingly into, you know, the, the montage of the different characters. And again, I'm not a DC boy. I'm a Marvel yeah. boy. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm, an, I'm an adopted DC fan. And I was really... Okay, I'm liking this, liking this. Will Smith, Scientology, eh, okay, fine. I, I'll, I'll jettison that baggage in favor of, okay, he's playing a an archetype of the, the relatable bad guy with the, the heart of gold kind of thing. And then Jared Leto comes on screen. Yeah. With his grill and yeah. his tats. And my interest just comes to a screeching halt. I think the thing is... With with the Joker, even though he was crazy, yep. batshit crazy, um, the thing about him was 
a lot of it was really psychological too. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot of psychological crazy that he. Um, I I can't I can't enumerate. I can't really put my finger on what's off putting about because it's the grill, dude. <laughs> it is, I think it is. I it really, really think is. it is. It makes him like a wannabe gangster, is right. what it feels like. And and that's not even different from the Dark Knight version of him. He was a wannabe gangster. He was a wannabe gangster. It's just But he was smarter about it. Right. I don't But he's I love the the representation of Joker in things like Under the Red Hood and Dark Knight Returns, the animated version, where he's almost passive up until the point of becoming utterly psychotic. Yeah. And that's there. It's there in the trailer in spades where he's talking about, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you really, really bad. And yet I don't. Invest in it. I don't buy it. And all I I can write down all the elements that I want from the Joker. They're there, but but they don't. the 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 sum is not greater than the uh, adding the parts together. I don't know what it is about it that is 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 wrong, and and I'm not buying it. Well, uh, again, I mean, he's following Heath Ledger's performance, and I will say I, I liked I liked. Under the Red Hood, I, mm-hmm. I like the animated stuff. Heath Ledger, in there's scenes in The Dark Knight, when you were in the theater, you could have heard a pin drop yeah. when he was talking. Absolutely. Because he was so intense, and you're just like, oh my God, something really bad is about to happen. And yeah. you just don't get that yet, at least in the scenes they've shown I guess- Jared Leto. It's more like, okay, you're just kind of a standard crazy person. But when you see Jared Leto, you know something bad's going to happen. But yeah. when you first met Heath Ledger, you were like, what's going on here? You were yeah, you were like what's Even happening? though you knew it was the Joker. Because right. even though you knew it was the Joker because even one of the things in there was even his suit was custom made so no right. one could trace him. You can't trace the Joker. Yeah. Right. Yet Jared Leto has all these tattoos. How can you not trace right. that? Right. I It's I, just it he seems to like commercialized too, too almost. Easy to yeah, catch yeah. Is, my, is my thinking. The Joker's supposed to be insanely hard to catch. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, Batman tries forever. Right. Yeah. No. There's a, there's a lot. It's it it's it's a tough mountain to climb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Already. I mean, just but, but no matter how good he is, in the same he, damn trailer, you have Harley Quinn who's hitting all the stereotypical notes of that character, and I eat it up. She's but, great. But she's the first real adaptation of that True. in a live We had a really so, crappy version of her. And she's doing a great job of it, but it's there's no yeah. expectation there, there other right. than I know I've seen her in comics and I have her uh, you know, Batman animated series kind of stuck in my head, that version of her. And I think I think part of me is like yeah. angry that he's in Suicide Squad at all. Right. I don't think they needed him. Like, they why? could have gone a different Right. Way you don't need this. Villain. We wish you understood. You don't need the crutch of this of this big right. name character. Right, right. The ones you have cast already are strong enough, and this is you saying we don't believe it's good enough. And maybe yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. Is they have a leader now, and it, 
instead of being a, a group of people, a team, yeah. they now have this leader, and they're basically minions. Yeah. yeah. No, this this smacks of suits saying, "No, nah, put the Joker in there. We need we need him to sell tickets." Yeah, yeah. We need a, a an oomph to it. No, I think it, you you have helped me discover why I hate it, and it's not yeah. Jared Leto's fault. <laughs> yeah, it is the fact that he. Jared that, Leto's a good actor. I don't no. him. Yeah, he's I'm a good actor. I think Leto. it's the fact that the character is in the movie at all is what pisses yeah. me off. And and that's, I'm actually that's, angry about it. Right, it's, it's actually not, the Joker, not yeah. Jared Leto. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. No, nope. you, you have you have. This has been a great therapy session, guys. I think we've <laughs> made a lot go. of progress we've, today. We've had a great breakthrough. I've had a today. breakthrough exactly. Yeah. Um, same time next week. Um, we'll, we'll, same time next yeah. week. Your, your, Pay on the way yeah, out. Yeah, your bill is in the mail. Um, <laughs> yeah. There you go. So there's our Jessica Jones and everything else episode. Right, all, for everything you. else coming out. And I mean, just to end the note, how badass does uh, Bender, Benedict Cumberbatch look? Oh, in my those God. Photos of I almost him. died. I still have wood. He looks oh. like, it's like, hello, Stephen. Yeah. So hot. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm, super, I'm already excited for that one, and I haven't. Even I have seen this. this and you're a dude. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Well, I have this mounting. Well, he has wood. I'm just excited. This <laughs> <laughs> mounting fear of the day will come where Marvel will finally Bail. drop the ball. Sure. But well, look, the good thing is, is they tend to kind of like have my expectations have always been matched, like. Ant-Man, I had really low expectations for. And it was like, this is a good movie. It yeah. was fun. and that, But it wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the greatest movie ever. Right. So, it was, there's a fun action-adventure with assaulting of sci-fi. Great. This is okay, a, a fun so, movie. And again, you know, a real quick thing. So one thing that does put me a little on edge is that they had an interview with the uh, director for Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. who said, it's going to be like Dark World, but funnier. Uh, Which, when I think of Ragnarok, I think, you know, let the laughter ensue. So, <laughs> yeah, that one. The end of all things, Fing yeah. Fang Foom, and but uh, the stuff coming out from Ruffalo talking about it's it's a galactic road trip kind it of is. story. Yeah, like, I get that piece. Okay, okay that sounds the, cool. The fact that that it's going to be a a Thor Hulk buddy right. movie, buddy comedy, that is. gives me hope that it will be an enter- entertaining film. It, I, I think it'll be entertaining. It just, and I'm glad he said something now because I would be going in thinking, okay, yeah. Thor Ragnarok, this is serious business now. I've seen Guess not. Thor Dark World <laughs> catch a lot of heat. I liked Thor Dark World a lot. I enjoyed uh, parts of it for sure. I really loved the fight at the end. I thought that was yeah, that was great. Really well, um, um, I thought they kind of underused Malik though. I'm not sure how to use him more. Eccleston really. Did the mustache twirling villain yeah. really, really well? And I'm not sure if I could have tolerated much more of him. I like him, I, I guess, but I guess maybe tone that back, but bring more of it. Like, you know, he his character has, you know, this whole plight of the Dark Elves, in, basically. In, in the comics, Malekith is a way better developed right. character. And I think that that was one part I thought they kind of underused. Yeah, they, they did cut to the chase of here's his backstory. Lines. Here's why he hates Asgardians. Yeah. And that's all we're going to give you. But now we're going to give you Jane Foster's roommate more or her assistant or whatever the hell. Yeah, she but is. I really like her. Oh, she was hilarious. <laughs> it's just 
<laughs> it was one of those things where I thought they could have balanced the movie a little bit better. Yeah, but no, but I, I, I like Thor. Thor is one of my favorite mm-hmm. characters from the Avenger movie, so I do enjoy. I enjoyed the first Thor, and I enjoyed Dark World. Um, so yeah, I have no problem with it. It's just. Like I said, when I first heard the name of it, it's like Ragnarok. You're like, oh man, you're going right for the jugular. Here we go. Let's let's. Uh, is Sutur going to be involved? Dark. Is Odin going going down That's and funny. maybe not. <laughs> we'll see. I guess we're not going dark. We're going uh, Hulk and Again, Thor. The the wealth of of stuff we have to discuss. I am sure. just, and we haven't even touched on. Agent Carter and mid-season no. stuff and, and new new products and all this. It's a happy time. It's weak. But we're going to wrap it up because it's late and I need to sleep. Yes. Sounds so, good. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Casually Hardcore. You can find us on the internet at alphageekradio.com. If you are Twitter inclined, we are on there as Hardcore Casuals. On the booking of the face, you can find us in there. Just do a search on Facebook for uh, Casually Hardcore. You'll find our page there. And all the usual things apply. If you want to email us with hate mail and correct all the wrong assertions we have made during this episode, it is the show at alphageekradio.com. That is the show at alphageekradio.com. I am on the tweeters as Alpha Geek Media. She is on there as Daxa C-H, that is D-A-K-S-A, not D-A-X-A. And he is on there as Grail C-H, G-R-A-I-L-C-H. Any underscores or anything weird in there on those of you guys? Nope. So Daxa C-H and Grail C-H. Then the show is Hardcore Casuals. Uh, you can check out our subreddit, alphageekradio.reddit.com. Send us show suggestions, things you'd like us to talk about and cover when we're not covering a single topic. <laughs> single topic like Jessica Jones because like we totally stuck to just that topic and nothing else this week. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, God willing and the crick don't rise. We'll be back next week at our usual time. We had to start a little bit late this week because of me and we missed the last two weeks also because of me. <laughs> Entirely my fault. I own it. All about me. Send your hate mail to me, Todd at alphageekradio.com, and I will summarily ignore it. Uh, but I digress. In the meantime, I have and remain gnome wise. I've been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And we are out of here. Bye bye, radio people.